welcome to Why Am I Losing It? Presented by Bosley MD. Today, J.B. Shelton and Colleen Kemp welcome a personal friend of J.B.'s and a female activist. Listen in as Annette shares her heartbreaking and personal challenges with multiple diagnosis of autoimmune disorders and how it has affected her hair density and growth. Annette's story is one of many women who struggle with hair loss due to health diagnosis. Bosley MD is proud to sponsor this podcast in the hopes that it will not only be of great value to salon owners, hairdressers and barbers, but also to the men and women who struggle with hair loss. And now, here are J.B. Shelton and Colleen Kemp as they welcome Annette. Welcome to another edition of Why Am I Losing It, our podcast all about hair loss and the beauty industry and our consumers out there who are suffering, sponsored by Bosley MD, the Thinning Hair Authority. I am joined today by my co-host and global education director of Bosley MD, Mrs. Colleen Camp. Welcome, darling. Well, thank you. Thank you, JB. So glad to be here. Wonderful, wonderful. And you know, we have a fun, fun guest today, one of my personal friends here in my community, Miss Annette. She is joining us today because uh, Colleen, as you and I both know, hair loss comes from many, many, I'll say opportunities, although they're not opportunities. Right. Uh, and so we like to talk about what are some of our consumers experiencing out there? And today, our friend Annette, who is our local fearless female in action, Annette is a big player in our community's success and its future. And Annette is here today to tell her story of her perfect storm, if you will. So welcome, Annette. Thank you so much for joining us today, friend. Thanks for having me. This is fun. Yes. Annette is into a lot of politics, so she's a well-sought-after speaker here in our community. So this is a little turn, a little change of topics for Annette. So Annette, without getting too verbose on my end, tell us a little bit about some of your experience. I know we've discussed your autoimmune disorder. We had gotten a diagnosis of alopecia areata in your 20s. You've just discussed Mm -hmm. some precancerous skin cells on your scalp. And we have some medications that can also attribute to this. So Annette, tell us, what have you been doing and how have you been going about these challenges? It's been a struggle. You know, when you see people and you admire their handbag or whatever, I admire people's thick hair when I see them out in public because I covet it so bad. But in about around my 20s, I started developing some hair loss and went to see the doctor about it. At the time, I was told repeatedly by my family doctor that it was because of birth control. Just ignore it. Go off your birth control pills. It'll go away. I knew there was something more to it because of what was happening. So when I went to see a dermatologist that was highly recommended, who at that time did some teaching at IU School of Medicine, he did a biopsy on my scalp and found out that I had some hair loss due to some autoimmune issues that was basically alopecia areata. So at that time, I was given some prednisone treatments and things to try to help. And it's been a struggle ever since. I've dealt with it ever since. And then fast forward, I was diagnosed with a rare autoimmune disease. And all this is probably connected. It just took time for that diagnosis and things like that. I have a thyroid disorder. And so it's all connected. And then 
I learned that some of the medication I was given for that, which helps give me energy and other things, it also causes hair loss. So then I was seeing a little bit of that issue due to having thin hair and that medication also can make you sensitive to the sun. I grew up with a pool being outside. I now have skin cancer and precancerous cells on my scalp. And my dermatologist, who is very well known and everybody loves her, she said that that can also affect hair growth and that we got to get this treated because by removing those cells, that may help some with hair growth. I'm in my 40s. I'm at that age where women tend to sometimes start to get thinning hair in certain areas. So like you said, I have the perfect storm. You've talked about the alopecia areata, and I want to just touch base on that because that is something that we as hairstylists and professionals in the salons, we are seeing more and more of this. It is an autoimmune disorder, but it stems from something, right? We know it has to stem from something. So when you were initial diagnosis stages with the alopecia areata, did they talk to you about, you know, what could be the cause for this specific disorder for you, Annette? It was assumed at that time that it could have been my thyroid and connected with that. And like I said, I do have a thyroid disorder and take medicine for that. Um, Autoimmune diseases runs in my dad's side of the family. So I think I was just happened to be the one, the lucky one, I think to inherit some of this. There were things that the doctor talked about, like some people get it because of stress. They see sometimes college students get it because they're stressed about their finals or whatever, but I wasn't really going through stress at the time. And I was dealing with a lot of different blood tests and things regarding my thyroid. And that's kind of what they tied it back to. Well, I know stress is a precursor. And Colleen, I know that you've seen that a lot. Just stress is actually the number two reason humans will lose hair next to their genetic predisposition. So, and Colleen, you know, what what have we found out that stress does to us? Great point, uh, JB and Annette. Thank you for sharing your story. It will help. A lot of other women know that they're not alone in their hair thinning journey and also the ability to regrow hair. But yes, as far as stress, it is the second reason we lose our hair, but it's definitely not the only reason. The number one reason is genetics. So sometimes it's a combination between stress and genetics. But yeah, when stress-related hair loss, the medical terms telogen effluvium, and there's lots of different types of hair loss. Underneath that, definitely alopecia areata is one of them. And they do believe that is almost always stress-related. But what's going on below the scalp, those cortisone levels raise, and that restricts blood flow to the base of the hair follicle. And anytime you restrict a blood flow to the base of the hair follicle, you're going to have less nutrients reach that hair follicle. (laughs) It is not good. And, And then on top of that, when you have inflammation on top of that, that can cause trauma to the base of the hair follicle. A lot of people don't realize, they realize there's blood flow to the base of the hair follicle, but they don't realize all the nerve endings that are around the hair papilla too as well. So yeah, a lot going on there, but there's a scientific reason that that stress causes our hair to thin. You mentioned it, Annette, when you were talking about how you had sensitivity to sun because of some of the medications you had to take and we're out Mm -hmm. in the sun and how many of us Gen Z's, and that's who we are here at the table, ladies, how many of us never wore sunscreen in the late 80s and early 90s, right? And we didn't even put it on our face, hence the reason I look like this today. 
with my chemical bill. <laughs> but we sure as heck didn't think about doing it on our scalp because we're thinking, oh, the hair's there. Well, scalp, we don't even think about the scalp skin. But now you've mentioned and that having some of those precancerous cells and how now you have an internal issue at the follicle level with our thyroid issues and our alopecia areata, but now we've got a topical situation going on with those precancerous cells and how important it is to address that. So what has your doctor kind of recommended you do right now, Annette, as far as just protecting your scalp from the sun? Well, obviously SPF is recommended, which is hard when you already have thin hair and then you have to put something that's somewhat oily on your scalp as well. So that's a little difficult at times because you don't want to look like your hair's dirty when you're out and about. And then that makes your hair look even flatter. Also hats. I will tell you, I now invest in a lot of hats and it's very important. Also the medicine that I'm doing for a treatment, I've been doing treatment now for about two years on my scalp. I'll do some and then stop and do more. It also makes your, your scalp feel like it's on fire if the sun just touches it for a minute. And so you want to have a hat or protection on. And so that's something that my doctor talks to me a lot about. And I don't think women like to wear those because it messes up your hair and things like that. But I will tell you how important it is, especially if you have thin hair, the sun is reaching more of your scalp than other individuals. Absolutely. You know, and you talked about a treatment you just mentioned that you'd been having treatments on your scalp. Now, were those like the the PRP, the plasma? Did you do some of those plasma reparative? Not yet. And I don't know if that'll be part of it. My doctor has talked to me about some possibilities for hair growth, but we don't want to attempt anything just yet because we want to get rid of these cells that are causing problems. And so really know if like chemo is the right, it's not like a chemo, but it's something for these cells that makes them pure. I've tried different versions due to my autoimmune illness. One of the versions that they recommend that a lot of people have success with, it uses your immune system to attack it. And so people who have autoimmune disorders, it sometimes makes you very sick and very fatigued. And I I struggled with that. And ironically, it was like at the start of the pandemic. And so a lot of the symptoms from COVID was some of the symptoms I was feeling from this medication. I even got like a little cough. And so of course, like who wants to take that and wonder is COVID or is it the medicine? So I stopped taking that and the doctor finally switched and it's a formulary that I get at a special pharmacy that mixes it. Is it like a compound they have to put? Yes. Yep. I've done that. And they do that for uh, hormonal replacements and things of that nature too, because I've done that in the past. So what kind of prognosis with the skin cancer? You know, that's a kind of a really big deal in that um, we know that melanoma is one of the scariest types that goes unseen and unnoticed. So it's good that you guys caught it early, thankfully. But mm-hmm. what is your doctor saying, you know, when, when you're done with these treatments, will there be any long-term damage from treatments or do they think that no, we've caught it in time and this is going to be able to be helpful for you? I think on my scalp, she's hopeful that they caught it in time. I've had other areas like on my face, like I've had to see, you know, plastic surgeon on my nose due to surgery there. And I've had lots of spots burned off. Right now I'm doing a very aggressive treatment where basically I'm slathering on a ton of this medicine at night and just letting it sit there. Her goal is to get this cleared up, I think, so we don't have to do anything else. One of the options would be to burn them off or move them surgically by using a scalpel. But the problem is, is when you do that, you re- can remove the hair follicle yeah. and that doesn't help someone like me who already has right. thinning hair. Right. So I'm kind of like in a catch 22. So yeah. some of the treatments she's doing, she knows how important it is for me not to lose more hair. So she's trying to do things to protect that as well. 
Now, let me ask you this, because it sounds like we've got a lot of external treatments available that your doctor, your dermatologist is helping you to solve these problems while maintaining the hair density you have. So we don't go backwards. Now, did they recommend any internal support in the form of supplements or anything that you could be taking that could offset, if nothing else, just kind of balance what the negatives going on? We can balance with some positive. Did she have any recommendations like that for you? The only thing that I've taken internally for this at this point that I can remember is a water pill and I cannot think of the name of it. And they say that they find that for women as they age, it reduces hair growth on your face, which I don't have a ton of like that, but for some reason it helps some women have more hair growth on their scalp. And it's like spirolactone or something. I have low blood pressure just genetically. And so sometimes if I take a water pill, I feel like I'm going to pass out or I feel kind of woozy. And so I don't like to take them that often, but she does give me a prescription for that to kind of help. A lot of her nurses say that they take it. And so I thought, okay, I'll give it a try because the last thing I want is any more medicine. Oh my gosh, I know. And then Colleen, I see you shaking your head the whole time she's talking. I've not heard of this specific drug that she's talking about. The one thing that kind of piques my interest there is supplementation just overall could really help. And we'll definitely get some supplements over to you, Annette. But as a society, we're vitamin D deficient almost always everywhere, even in the sunny states, and that we need to supplement with vitamin D, but we also need biotin, niacin, zinc, but L-lysine because a big contributor for females is iron imbalance and because we can't absorb enough iron from our food, even if we eat healthy. And so if you don't ingest L-lysine on a daily basis, you can't get the iron you need from the food. So obviously that's what JD and I have helped with the Bosley MD doctors and having one supplement so you can get all that together. But that's why we have supplements just for women because the women need something a little bit different than the guys. So that's what kind of piques my interest. It's like, how quickly can we get some of the supplements in your hand? Because they have that combination that you're looking for especially on the days that we can't always eat like we'd like to eat. Now that you mentioned that, I forgot that she did prescribe vitamin D the last couple of years with things that are going on in the world. But it was just a prescription and I did, but not any of the other things that you talked about. So that would be interesting. Just like Colleen said, Annette, you would be a, an excellent candidate. And I'd love to see maybe some of the results that you would receive just by starting with supplementation through Bosley MD. I mean, I know you just said, oh, I don't want to take another medication. And I totally get it. I wouldn't want to take medication either, but this isn't medication. This is replenishing what we're not going to get, even with even if you ate broccoli every single day, Annette. It's not the same broccoli your grandma and grandpa eight. It's kind of devoid of a lot of vitamins and nutrients. It's kind of hollow food as I look at it now, because it's some such mass levels of production. And so I think having this supplement, and I know from my own experience, when I started doing supplementation, that was a game changer for my hair because I've been using the shampoo. Of course, I've been with Bosley MD for 12 years, right? But when I started doing the supplementation, when we had to shut the salon down, stress hit, and I knew I was going to lose my hair. It was such the biggest impact to the point of where I still take them every single day, even though my salon's up and running and we're all back in action. Probably a good time too to inject certain foods that are exceptional for hair health and scalp health. In addition to good clean meat, uh, like salmon at least once a week, and also oysters, you know, have a lot of zinc in them, but also avocados are really good, sweet potatoes, almonds, And then also to bright colored berries and bright colored vegetables, like the red peppers and the green peppers and the yellow peppers. 
So we actually have certain foods that are really good that we recommend for hair health too. So if you do that in combination with the carefully crafted supplements, that can help as well. It makes a huge difference. I mean, we learned as kids, what you put in your body gives you what you output, but you're kids and you're just going along and you don't believe it. And then one day you wake up and you're 40 and you're like, holy crap, it was serious. (laughs) And so, Annette, I just want to thank you for being so candid and transparent with your health journey. Doesn't matter. It's genetics. And you can eat healthy, eat healthy, eat healthy all day long. But if your genetics are askew, as you mentioned, having your family having a predominance of autoimmune disorders. Now we're talking Mm -hmm. genetics are a big play here. And so now you're already kind of under the gun. So what can we do now to level up and give you more of what you need to at least, if nothing else, maintain what you have? Right, Annette? Mm -hmm. Yes. I don't want to lose any more. That's for sure. For women, it's our crowning glory. It's not a matter of us being egotistical or vain or shallow. It's in our DNA as women to love a nice full head of hair. It's how you look younger. It's how you feel good. It's it's part of our DNA. So thank you for sharing your story today. I know that it's going to touch a lot of people out there that are, are struggling with the same thing. And Annette, we're going to get you some of the famous Bosley MD products, our sponsor. Thank you so much, Bosley MD. Being with them for 12 years, it's been a cornerstone of my career, and I've been able to change a lot of lives. And I know Colleen feels the same way, and we're hoping we're going to be able to change yours just a little bit too, Annette. So thank you. Awesome. I'm excited. Thank you. And Colleen, thank you so much for joining us today for our, our podcast all about hair loss. Absolutely. My pleasure. I love, love helping folks, and I love, I'm kind of a science geek when it comes to hair thinning and what's going on below the scalp. So always love these podcasts that you're doing and love to join in. Well, thank you. You know, and I like to tell everybody, all of our listeners out there, if you're looking for a hair loss stylist, who's an expert and an advisor in this, the best place to go is our Bosley MD website and it has a salon locator. You'll be able to find an expert in your area to help you with your hair loss challenges or your density issues. So don't forget that. Obviously, check us out on Facebook and Instagram. We do all kinds of fun stuff, videos. They've even got me doing TikToks now. So I'm, you know, (laughs) I'm going in the TikTok realm. Wish me luck. Who says you can't teach an old dog new tricks, right? Right. That's right. (laughs) Well, thank you to all of our listeners. And of course, thank you, Bosley MD, for being the hair loss authority and the number one solution for us today. And thank you, Annette and Colleen, ladies. Appreciate you very much. Until next time. Thank you. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We hope you'll join us for our next podcast. And be sure to check out all of our past podcasts. For more information about Bosley MD, you'll find us online at bosleymd.com. That's B-O-S-L-E-Y-M-D.com. And of course, all social media. Feel free to send your questions and comments to info at bosleymd.com. Till next time, thanks for listening. <laughs>